Welcome to the Always Never Write podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that actually happened. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. Tonight, we thought it would be a good opportunity to discuss how to survive the holidays. The two of us have been through many holidays with family, and we thought it'd be helpful to talk through some of the tips and tricks, as well as some tried and true methods we found for surviving. Um, also, <laughs> also, we have a few recipes, though. Mostly, that's Jill's side. Okay, Jill has a few recipes, because um, I suck at cooking, and you don't want mine, because it'd just no, be pumpkin true. soup. That's very true. Pumpkin soup is horrible. And you would gag. So anyway, speaking of recipes, let's talk about this beverage. You know, this drink is one we're calling family time, but you could call it freaking drank if you want. <laughs> um, tea suggested that because it's that tasty. And it sort of depends on how many you've had and maybe who you're drinking it with. <laughs> it's, uh, it's dark rum and light rum and lime juice and ginger beer. And the secret... Well, no, ginger ale, not ginger beer. But the secret ingredient is called Velvet Falernum, which actually sounds like frenulum, which is not an alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my mind went to frenulon, which is a whole other thing altogether. I don't even know what that is. But That's it's okay. not a frenulum. And frenulum is actually one of my favorite things. We'll just <laughs> say. Um but, okay, so the exact recipe, proportions, all that shit, that's all up on the website, alwaysneverwrite.com. So make yourself one. Enjoy this along with us while we discuss. It's worth buying the Velvet Falernum because this shit's amazing. And the Velvet Falernum, I think I'm going to have to find other drinks that have it in there because I actually made, like, a bourbon cocktail after I bought this because I just wanted to try it. And I was like, oh, this goes in so many things. So this is incredible. I love it. <laughs> me too it's like what what I find funny and I'm going to hold it up to the camera for Jillian to see it's almost the same color as the apple cider I'm having with my dinner That's um exciting. But, and as much as I love apple cider because I love all things apple this thing's fucking better <laughs> this would be good with apple in it you could mm. put this with apple cider you'd like do all of this and instead of like you could just like add apple cider at the end that's right because apple cider is, like, beautiful and amazing. Anyway, I digress. Drink! Ooh, drink! <laughs> I was uh, trying to make my... There you I go. I was trying to make my... I, I used a ball of ice tonight because I wanted to try... I bought some little ball things. They're not clear, like our beautiful Howard's and Sons ice. However, it takes me to something I sent you today there's a new refrigerator out that would be great to have at Thanksgiving with family that makes craft ice it's an LG refrigerator it's the LG refrigerator that's got like the computer in the door and shit that you can like I don't know see through the door I don't know all I care about is that it makes craft ice and it does crystal clear ice spheres and I'm like sign me up for that shit all day long I uh, know what's great is I eventually do want to get a refrigerator for downstairs this particularly in the bar area. And um, how perfect is that? I actually feel like you should get the, use your upstairs refrigerator and move that downstairs and get then get the really nice refrigerator for your upstairs refrigerator. Because this is like the super bougie refrigerator that's got like the computer in the door and all that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, but John the Brit really loves the freezer because it has a, a specific, oh my gosh, rum's hit me hard because I've barely had any. Um, it has a specific pizza 
storage facility in our current fridge. So maybe I can't move it to the basement. Maybe has a pizza storage facility you don't even know about. Maybe. I can check. But, what brand um, is your current refrigerator? Uh, I don't remember. Silver. <laughs> Silver. Yeah. <laughs> Stainless steel. <laughs> anyway, this one looks completely badass. Our refrigerator is LG and it has a pizza storage thing. Okay. Well, cool. I think it's an LG. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm not going to get up and check right now because I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. I think that's fine. You don't have to yeah. check. Okay. Because it's not really related to the topic. I just thought I'd add that because I used an ice sphere and you'll see that in the pictures. But I thought that would be perfect because then I can have my cubed ice from Howard and Sons and I can have my sphere ice from my own freaking refrigerator and that would be beautiful. But we actually have two refrigerators because one came with our house and then we had one that we brought and neither one of them make clear ice. And Mm. they both make that like half moon shaped ice that's kind of a pain in the ass, but whatever. It's ice and I don't have to make it. So I think it counts because that's literally like of the of all the piddly jobs that everybody has. Everybody has that one job that's like completely inconsequential that you hate. Making ice is the job I hate. Like, I'll scrub yeah. toilets before I'd like to make ice. Oh, wow. That's pretty fucking I serious. I, I don't mind it too much, but, you know, um, yeah, I, I'd much rather make ice and scrub a toilet. But I'd rather scrub a toilet any day. You know, you are a brave, brave soul. Maybe it's because you haven't dealt with what my son is able to leave behind. But anyway. Well, he takes after you, so. Okay, fair point. Well made. Stop. Fair enough. You can't say fair point. That's not a thing. Oh my gosh. I've been saying it for a while. I try so hard. It's not a real thing. Nobody says that. So let's do this. Let's do this holiday thing. Let's talk a little bit about holidays because we both agree that this drink is phenomenal and it would be awesome to have during the holidays. Although several articles I looked at when I was kind of like doing a little bit of research for this were like avoid cocktails. And I was like, bullshit. Yeah, they obviously don't know us. Mostly it was like, Uncle John is an alcoholic and you don't want to have cocktails if he's around. And I'm like, first of all, Uncle John is a dickweed. Second of all, Uncle John's alcoholism does not affect me. Plus, uh, you know, there's some family members that in theory, alcohol would make far more tolerable, like Aunt Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Aunt Betty, yes. Yeah, Yeah, why don't you... Why don't you tell a little bit of a story about why it's important to drink with Aunt Betty and why you left a family gathering where Aunt Betty was a complete dick and came to my family gathering where my mother was there and that was better. (laughs) Okay, when you put it that way on a comparative basis, holy hell, that says a lot about Aunt Betty, doesn't it? Yeah, it does because, hello. Of course, your dad mitigated a lot of your mother's damage. Oh, he was so cute. He was <laughs> so cute. Your dad was adorable. Kind of like and, you how... know, back in the day when my dad was adorable, my mom was way less of a dick. You know, kind of like my grandma. She was way less of a dick when grandpa was alive because he would keep there her mind. Not that she didn't, not that she didn't find her opportunities, but you know. You know, I would say though, I would venture to say, and like, I still want to get to Aunt Betty, but I would to say that my mom was not a dick that much when my dad was around she was like if on a scale of one to ten dickness if she's like an eight or a nine now she was like a four or a five then oh honey oh honey 
Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she she was a good level set seven. Your uh, yeah, but your dad um your dad maintained her at that level. She, she had sh- seven, she had times where she was a seven, but I think on the average she was a four. Uh, I beg to differ, but am I allowed to say that? Just yeah, double check. Totally okay. say that. You can <laughs> look. This is this is all about ta- telling it like it is, right? Oh, uh, right. I was just wondering with the fair bl- fair play ban. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> well, that particular thing would count as fair play because we're on this level playing field. So yeah. that fair play would count as correct. Yeah, but your mom, okay, your dad did temper her, but I'd say she still averaged a good 6.5. And she, um, uh, and that's considering that she occasionally spinal tapped it and went up to 11. Mm, yeah, she didn't go up to 11 until I divorced Stick. Yeah. She didn't hit 11 until then. Up until then, it was, you know, it was pretty steady at a five or a six at most seven maybe and most of the time a four yeah but pretty level at a five yeah and she still had her moments but i digress um oh for sure oh drink it again yay drinking Mm. this is really good cocktail (laughs) i know i'm gonna say should i just say i digress every five seconds we have another opportunity to sip no because i'm gonna run out because i've already had i've already had some before Ooh. this, because I had some with dinner, because I always I always pregame it because I have to take pictures. <laughs> okay, so God, I love you so much. Okay, anyway, um, so Aunt Betty, that was it, wasn't it? Let's talk about Aunt Betty. The day she, Aunt Betty, and Grandma set the bar for dickness. They, you know, because of them, Spinal Tap almost had to invent 14. Yeah, no, no, they make my mom look timid. <laughs> yeah, even at your mom's high points, they make her look timid. <laughs> so this would be the Christmas after um, I left um, DB. Yeah. And that. That, <laughs> and that Christmas, was it that? Oh, no, it was the Christmas after that. It was a Christmas after that because I had even star. Oh yes, you did. My my lovely first <laughs> yes, Christmas. Yes, you did have even star. <laughs> my lovely first Christmas present from John the Brit while we were still dating. <laughs> I already Which had. I never it. made fun of ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think literally, I actually think it's a pretty necklace. It's just giant. It's like the size of my hand. It is, but it's so pretty. And, and it's, it's pretty, but it's just the size of my hand. That's, like, huge. And it's to scale for the movie. I know. Well, it's giant. But in a movie, you need it to be that big because it's a movie. Well, Lord of the Rings is epic, so even Star in any form has to be epic. Okay, oh. anyway. Okay, go. Anyway, so this would be the... Um, Christmas after the divorce was final. And that year was Nina's year to be with DB. So I went back to my hometown with my parents. And back then, you know, my, my, um, as I call her, the hell grandma was still alive. And Aunt Betty, she was a mean, mean person. She really Uh, was. She was actually mean. She was, she was mean. I think she enjoyed being mean. Yeah, I think that's true. And that made her feel powerful. I don't know if Aunt, 
Aunt Betty actually enjoys being mean. I don't know that she knows she's being mean. Just like, I don't know that my mom knows she's being a dick. And I think you're right there. I think Aunt Betty does it just because that's how she thinks. Yeah. That's That's what what it's modeled for her. And my mom does it just because she doesn't think. She just doesn't think. Like, she's on a lot of medication. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Grandma is a dick. Grandma's horrible. Grandma really was horrible. She was a horrible person. And, like, I... I actually have no nice things to say about her. I only met her once. And she was a horrible person that day. Like the day of your dad's funeral, she was a horrible person. And I wanted to go, wow, you are such a bitch. You know, it's kind of funny. I when almost I th- said it. <laughs> it's kind of funny when I think, well, no, she could be nice. Like when dad was uh, dying, she sat outside the room where mom would see her, but she didn't come in to piss him off. And I'm like, wow, if that's the nicest thing you can say about somebody, it's kind of sad. So uh, yeah, I have it was, issues. It was literally between your grandmother and one of my friend's dad who used to beat him and did all kinds of horrible things to him. When I went to his funeral, like literally all I stood at the casket with two other friends and I was like, wow, even dead. He doesn't, you can't even tell that he was that much of an asshole. <laughs> like it's all that I could say out of like, but of course I was younger then and more things came out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost couldn't say anything nice to your grandmother. She tried to talk to me and I was like, uh, wow. Uh-huh. All I could say was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I just had to turn around and walk away. <laughs> anyway, so Aunt Betty, who, you know, remember, grandma was her model in how to live her life. Yeah, Aunt Betty's a hoe. She's still, well, not a hoe, just, Mm. just a dick. There's a difference. It's kind Uh, of about money, right? Well, there's that. Anyway. um, What does that make you? Okay. So I'm moving on. So it's Christmas (laughs) dinner. Christmas day. Sorry. Cut as much of that as you need to. Okay. It was Christmas Day even, and we went over to Aunt Betty's for dinner. And um, the divorce was final, and Nina was with DB for Christmas because that's how the parenting agreement worked. Oh, gosh. No kidding. She would have gone, she would have been heartbroken if she'd seen this entire exchange. Um, But uh, Aunt Betty kept getting into me about why DB got any visitation. Well, he, he was an alcoholic and he was a not nice person. He shouldn't have any visitation. And I kept saying, I am an attorney. You're not. This is how family law works. Unless there's something serious going on, I can't make a case in court for cutting him off completely. And he can say all these things like I've been through. You have, uh, you know, I tried to explain this to her because I'm a logical person. I'm like, my first inclination is everyone is logical. So I tried to logic with Aunt Betty. mistake number one so um after so many times (laughs) so we're sitting there and i'm sitting near my mom and dad who are just mom's like really uncomfortable dad's kind of looking like he wants to reach across the table and slap the shit out of her shifting around in his chair Ready to gut her with a knife. <laughs> Pretty much. I think the his love of my mother was the only thing that kept him from getting up and bitch slapping Aunt Betty. Because he knew yeah. it would mortify my mother. And he's like, fine, I'll fucking sit here. But don't you expect me to like it? Um, so finally, I looked at Aunt Betty and I said, listen, 
this is the way it is. I can't change it. I can't make it different. That's the way the law works. If you mention it one more time, I'm leaving, which was huge for me. I, I, I was, that, is, that would still be huge for you. It's not really your style, but that's amazing. I know, especially at that time in my life, though, I had just recently grown a pair back in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty amazing for you, because I really will say, um, I don't know that you ever would have said that. I know. I guess it was 2004. Anyway, I digress. Oh, drink. Um, oh, yeah, let's drink. So Aunt Betty was quiet for all of five minutes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Hear the ice. Um, Aunt Betty was quiet for all of five minutes and she fought and I could see her trying really hard not to say anything. And she finally said, I just still don't understand why you let him have any custody. And I'm like, all right, I'm gone. Bye. And I said goodbye to everybody. And I left. My dad practically fucking cheered. I think I've made dad prouder at that moment than I had in years. <laughs> Probably so, because your dad hated Aunt Betty. <laughs> Aunt Betty and grandma, because they were horrible to mom. So, yeah. yeah. So I went and I got in my car and I went home and I picked up my bags and I, um, you know, uh, called and left a message on mom and dad's answering machine saying, very sorry. I know you know why I left. Love you bunches. I'll see you in a week when I don't have to see Aunt Betty. And I went and I called you and I said, can I come to your house? Because Christmas sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, come to my house. And Bless her family. They just welcomed me in and they gave me hats from the Christmas crackers. And <laughs> we had a grand old time. And I had the Christmas dinner I deserved. And it was fucking good food because <gasps> we have the same food at Christmas as we have at Thanksgiving. And I'm going to share some of that with you guys in a little bit because I have to say our Thanksgiving and our Christmas is fucking amazing. Mm. Our food is off the hook. Damn it straight. It's amazing. As her dad, like we've said prior episodes, her dad could make a fucking pie. Yes, he could. Oh. And now, honest to God, T can make a pie. Kenny. That boy makes the best pumpkin pie I have ever had in my life. And okay. legit, for my birthday every year, he makes me a pecan pie and it is Amazing, because he makes it with some of the best bourbon around. Oh, yeah, it's like that. Nice. And I'm like, hello, pecan pie. And my birthday is two days before Christmas, so we have it for Christmas. Yeah. Okay, I'll give him pecan and pumpkin. But when I come up, I want to make you an apple pie. Okay. Because I guarantee I make the best fucking apple pie because it's chemistry and not art, right? Mm, I don't know. My dad's apple pie was pretty unbelievable. I'm, I, you know, if, if the only apple pie that beats mine is your dad's, I will gracefully bow down. But I make a pretty, pretty fucking amazing apple pie. It's one of the few things I do well. I believe that baking and cooking are different. So Very. people who can't cook sometimes are really good bakers. Because I'm not super good at baking. And, and I kid you not, I think it's a chemistry versus art thing. I can do chemistry-related cooking. I can't do art cooking, except for cook meat with fire. See, I think that's, I sort of feel like it's the opposite. I feel like baking is art. 
Well, baking involves so many chemical processes. Like what yeah, exactly? Yeah, like this gluten goes in here. And yeah, I get that mm-hmm. part, but I don't know. Okay. It's something about like mixing flavors and things like that. Like the first year I made turkey when after T and I moved into our home in the Midwest and we were living in the same town as my parents and my sister came up and my parents were there, we decided we would host Thanksgiving. Perfect. So we hosted the Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. It was awesome. Such a big dining room. We hosted the Thanksgiving dinner. We had my folks. We had, we had my Mm -hmm. mom's best friend. We had her kids over who are like my age. Um, and you know, they're all, there's Nana to Millie. So, um, having them over was wonderful. Having my folks, having my sister. And when I made the turkey, first I brined it and first I, um, I had a rub that I did overnight and then I brined it and it was amazing. And when T went to cut it, we had like a, one of those electric knives when he went to cut it, we had like 12 foot ceilings in our kitchen. He went to cut the turkey and the turkey juice spurted up onto the ceiling. And we had stains in the house on the ceiling until the day we moved out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's awesome. It was an incredibly juicy turkey and it was like, holy crap, this is amazing. So ever since then, I've always made the turkey the same way. And it's incredible. It's so flavorful and it's juicy and it's just unreal and then you take that and it makes the gravy and the gravy is amazing no lumps we don't have lumps in our gravy like I didn't even know that was a thing somebody was like well what about lumpy gravy I was like what does that mean I don't understand what you're talking about so we have like turkey we have gravy we have whipped potatoes because I like them better that don't have the lumps in them We have this beautiful stuffing with literally fresh sage from right outside our back window. We have, um, let's see. Oh, that cranberry relish. Ooh. I make this cranberry relish that has cranberries and apricots and cloves and cinnamon and ginger and nutmeg and golden raisins and orange zest and all this stuff in it. And that's incredible. And my dad used to make amazing pickles he would make watermelon pickles and he would make bread and butter pickles and they were wonderful and so we have that and we have um rolls homemade rolls Mm -hmm. and that's our thanksgiving that's just that's all we have and oh my mom usually wants us to have peas because you should have something green but whatever (laughs) um nobody eats them we just have them there and then like people can eat them if they want to but nobody does and of course, before that, my sister, who used to be a cheesemonger, <laughs> literally. Best job title ever. Yeah. So she would always bring like three or four different wonderful cheeses and some, we would have like this beautiful cheese board with crackers and cheese and grapes and berries and things like that. So we'd have this gorgeous like charcuterie, or it didn't have meat, it just was like cheese and fruit. So we'd have this gorgeous like appetizer thing with cheese and fruit so for Thanksgiving this year, Rexy and my friend Steve and T's going to be here. And then a couple of days after Thanksgiving, so we'll still be probably having leftovers. Um, our other friend, Kevin, is going to be here. Um, 
So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to making a really amazing dinner. Now, Steve just got divorced and he is, he has sort of started to date. So I'm not sure if he's going to bring his new person. Um, but, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens and I'm excited to cook for people and it's literally my favorite. Like Thanksgiving is literally my favorite holiday. And this is the first Thanksgiving that I'm not going home. So it should be good. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to have a really kick-ass Thanksgiving and I hope that's hope awesome. so. And that's I'm awesome. really looking forward. Like I said, Kevin's coming a couple days after Thanksgiving or like maybe the next day. And, um, I'm not exactly sure when he's going to get here, but it's going to be really fun because Rexy will come over. I'm taking that time off. Millie's not going to be here because she has to go up and be with, um, stick. Boom. Ah. <laughs> well, the nice thing is he's willing to meet me halfway because she says this new, really cool tick with her Tourette's where she yells bomb. Oh, no. Yeah, she yells, it's a bomb. I'm like, well, we can't fly you. So no. I guess we'll drive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, the world of Tourette's is a crazy-ass place. and it's It kinda... really is. It's so fun. I love it. <laughs> you know what? Wanna, you want to know a crazy thing? Yes, please. Unrelated, but related. Um, we were contacted recently. I posted a video of Millie on Facebook, um, about a month ago of her having a tick storm where she was actually punching herself in the head. And I want to say yesterday, I got a note from a girl in the UK who actually said, Hey, I wanted to thank you for posting the video of a girl having a tick storm. Um, I thought that was very brave that she posted that that she let you post that. And I thought it was amazing. And thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Wow. That's first of all, really cool. She said, I came across your video of a girl having a tick attack and wanted to thank you for sharing and raising awareness. I myself have cerebral palsy and I hope she's okay. Much love. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, and I read it to Millie and Millie was like, that's amazing. Did I, that I helped somebody like that. She should have her own podcast and or YouTube channel. She should. She does have a YouTube channel, but she doesn't post anything on it yet. If you did a podcast with her, I would totally edit it for you. Thank you. I'll let her know. Okay, cool. Because she deserves... amazing because she'd be like, what the fuck? I'm a clam. (laughs) There we go. That's another really good recent thing. All right. So we've talked a little bit about your worst holiday I don't know that I've had a worst holiday I've had several where it was just like what the fuck are you even doing but in general my holidays tend to be pretty good um like I said this is the first holiday where I'm not going to be with my family of blood but I'm only going to be with my family of choice and that's kind of awesome Mm. um but for folks who do have to be with their family of blood we both of us did a little bit of research to find things that would kind of help folks. <laughs> and one of the things I found that I thought would be the most helpful, that this is something I would have totally done, prepare to deflect. 
Mm. You know, like my job, actually, I, oh, it looks like you could use a refill on your drink. Let me get that for you. Oh, you feel that way about the president, do you? How interesting. Oh, that's a lovely watch. Where did you get that? <laughs> no, I'm not currently dating anyone. I just haven't found any man that measures up to dad. That kind of thing. So those kind of deflections, I think, are really great. I like that because there are very few people who can measure up to your dad. T is one of very few. I totally agree with that. Stick sure as hell couldn't. Fuck no. No. Oh, nice. I like that. So I know the the article I looked at, and I actually recommend reading, or, or do you want to, pardon me for switching topics, for deflecting too soon. Is there more you would like to expand on on any of those no, points? No, let's, let's do like one for me and one for you and one for me and one for you. Okay, sounds good. I want to cite my article um, is from a December 18th, 2012 article from Psychology Today, which I actually do enjoy reading because I'm that kind of person. And it's called Surviving Holiday Gatherings, Seven Ways Not to Let Family Get You Again. And I'm not going to go through all seven points. I just highly recommend you go through it if you have family issues during the holidays. Um and you know what? I'm just going to bring it back to number two. Get up, stand up, be part of the movie, and literally. Because I was in the Aunt Betty story earlier, wasn't I? I got up. Yes, you were. I Absolutely. Got I know. Now, they recommend, you know, just getting up and walking away from it somewhere else. And they recommend go talking to another family member or something like that. I got up and left the house, which is probably a little more extreme than you typically want to do. But it was warranted in the moment. Um. But if you're like, oh, gosh, you know what, Cousin Randy, I really don't want to hear about your scheme for adopting a lot of mentally challenged people and housing them in a, an old apartment building and renting them out for cheap labor. I'm going to go out <clears throat> over here. <laughs> True story, by the way. You tried to set me up with him on a date. That was before he came up with shit like that. So anyway, and before I finally dawned on me he was gay um <laughs> he doesn't even know. well he knows now he just won't admit it because aunt betty won't let him but i digress oh drink oh drink hmm. but you know what i'm gonna go talk to um cousin yvette now because okay, so mine by the way <laughs> moving on since we're yes. going back and forth yes <laughs> not to totally interrupt but you were like on a rant i was on a little bit of a rant Please do Mine, by the over. way, since I didn't cite my source, is from family.lovetoknow.com. Um, another one of the pieces of that was have an exit strategy. And I really liked yes. <laughs> Like not being rude and offending your host, but finding a way to extricate yourself. Like making sure you have some way to get out. Like making plans to drive one of the old people home <laughs> like hey old people let's get out of here it's like seven o'clock shouldn't you be in bed <laughs> or TikTok, motherfucker you're gonna be old forever <laughs> you better get home or you'll be dead <laughs> or you could have something else like you need to volunteer someplace one of the things my neighborhood used to do is we would volunteer to um pack things for harvesters and we did that every Thanksgiving. And I thought that was cool AF. That and is cool AF. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, another one, you know, apologizing and say you have to be up early to work. And you're picking a friend up for air from the airport. Or you got to finish a paper for school. Or, you know, there's an epic shopping excursion for Black Friday that you already planned on for your family. You know, that kind of thing. 
don't use the whole, oh, I'm just not feeling well because otherwise people are going to be sympathetic and they're going to like want to bring shit to your house and check on you and stuff. So don't use the whole, I don't feel well, find some other way to get out of it in, in a good way. So I thought that was a really good one. This was though the website that was like, take a pass on the cocktails. And I'm like, nah, nah, fam, that's not going to (laughs) work. They, they obviously do not know us and they don't know Aunt Betty who is much more tolerable and humorous with cocktails. No, they don't. What's another one that your site said? Another one my site said, which actually will kind of pull into another Aunt Betty story, believe it or not. I do believe it because Aunt Betty's a dick. She is a dick. Um, Another one from the psychology today was don't personalize it. And this is how I paraphrase what this (laughs) section of the article is about. (laughs) (laughs) paraphrase it this is not a direct quote this is my take on how my personal experience led me to interpret what they were saying (laughs) some people are out to get you that's true they are but you're not the only one they're out to get they're out to get they're out to get everyone you just might be in their line of sight at the time so um they're just stumbling through life and can't remember so um it's not about you and if it is a personal insult to you at least know you're not alone and the reason i say this is leads to another aunt betty story is i still remember the the holiday, I think it might have been Christmas this time, when um, Aunt Betty went on a tirade about my cousin Randy. Yeah, he's not her favorite. No, he's, um, how do I put this gently? Yeah, he's so far in the closet, he's in fucking Narnia. (laughs) And that's because Aunt Betty shoves him back there and tries to lock the door. That's true. So one day she was going off and she made the subject of her hour of her ire Catholics in general. Oh yeah. And, but her, it was very apparent very shortly into this rant she was on, which started out, um, we were talking about the Apostles Creed, which includes the line, you know, we believe in the Holy Catholic church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. Um, and oh, she's I like, you meant like the video game. Oh no, no. I didn't know there was a video game. <laughs> I don't know if there's a video game or not. I'm going to look it up. Quite possibly. Um, but she was going off on that, and she was going after my sister and I because we kept trying to tell her that in – because like I said before, we're United Methodist, and we kept trying to tell her in the Methodist church, it's a small C Catholic, which means universal. It's not the big C for Catholicism. And um, she was like, I'm not ignorant. I'm just not Catholic. And we're like, okay, we'll be quiet now because we're done with this. And then she went after Cousin Randy and said, but you'd probably want to be Catholic, wouldn't you, with all the toast-sucking child-fucking priests? What? And my sister and I just (laughs) jaws at the table, and Cousin Randy's sitting there just uh, oh, he, poor Randy. He's, I, he was a nice guy. Like, as delusional as he was, he was a nice guy. 
I know. And I felt I've never felt more horrible for someone in my entire life than I did for cousin Randy at that moment and Catholics in general. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go talk to mom. And I just got up and walked out. So I guess it goes to your exit strategy too. Do, 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 do. (laughs) Bye now. Too bad we can't stay, baby. (laughs) I know. But at least it's reaffirming that I'm not the only one she goes after. She goes after her own children. So she's an equal opportunity. She not her own children, her own child. She has another child who can do no wrong. Good point. So on that same website that I was looking at before, um, <laughs> one of the suggestions was to put the game on. It's like <laughs> the best way to avoid shit. And I'm like, that's a really good thing if your people are sporty but I come from a long line of librarians and artists and they give zero shits about the game, (laughs) but they like cheese. So if you get out cheese, they're like, Oh, let's have some cheese. Let's do this. (laughs) We we actually have a family picture. It wasn't the game. I mean, my, my dad and my uncle, aunt Betty's husband and my grandpa, when he was still alive, they would put on the game, not because any of them liked football, but because it was something they could all to sit watch. there and yeah, something to watch, but they would fall asleep like during the first quarter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we have so many family photos of the three of them in the recliners in grandma's living room, just conked out. I think the thing that's cool now is that it's like the dog show. And so even artsy people can like watch the dog show and appreciate it. I did find something. I don't even remember. I found it. That was like the Thanksgiving conversation game. And it's basically like a, would you rather like, what song brings up the happiest memories for you? Or what's the best way to cheer you up when you're down? What was your favorite childhood game or toy? If you formed a band, what would you name it? If you had the choice of a day, would you choose a day 10 years ago or 10 years from now? Oh, my <laughs> you know, gosh. Like Bullshit like that. And I was like, oh, my God. This is not a thing. If your, fa- if your family needs corporate icebreakers, there's a whole other level of dysfunction going on. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, these are like icebreakers for meetings. <laughs> <laughs> what bargain would you love to find on eBay or at a garage sale? What do you really, really hope someone will invent soon? This reminded me of how every time I call my mom now, she's all, and this is at the risk of losing some viewers, so whatever, or losing some listeners, so whatever. Um Every time I call my mom, she's all, did you see what Trump did today? And I'm like, nope, I don't follow politics right now. And she's like, well, he did this. And I'm like, still don't follow politics because I can't even. And she's like, oh, I don't follow politics either. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we could tell that. (laughs) Tell that by the way you bring up politics every single time I talk to you. Oh, good heavens. Oh, gosh. So I think I think somewhere in there we lost track of that. It's your turn to come up with a point for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I said put the game on. Mm. Now it's your turn. Oh, damn it. Okay. I think um, another thing that I actually find kind of helpful and very good at um, perspective making is uh, point five in this article was have compassion. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> Bite me, motherfucker. <laughs> so, 
but another point too involved. I know, but another point in this article was have compassion, round up rather than down. And again, paraphrasing my take on it based on personal experience. And I'm going to pull in some C.S. Lewis here because he's one of my favorites. C.S. Lewis once wrote an article that, and I'm I'm paraphrasing him in order to paraphrase this fucking Psychology Today article because I'm an inception of paraphrasing right now. Um, But he wrote something once, I can't remember which book it was, but it was basically, you know, if someone's good all the time, but that's in their nature, yeah, they should get credit for it. But the person who it's in their nature to be a a shithead all the time, but they fight against it constantly. Like, imagine there's a person out there who every day they wake up and they really want to fucking kick a puppy. Like me. (laughs) I don't want to kick puppies. I know. You don't want to kick assholes. And that's that's not what we're getting at, though. We're getting to puppy kickers, right? Puppy kickers would be bad. So suppose there's everyone who wakes up every morning, their inclination is, I really want to fucking kick a puppy. I want to kick this puppy, but they fight it every day. And maybe instead of 10 puppies, they only kick one. Shouldn't you give them credit for the nine puppies they didn't kick? And that's how I interpret this article, this point in the article, which is rather than dwelling on what someone does, think about why they might feel that way and what they're foregoing for the sake of peace and not kicking those nine puppies. Okay. How's that apply to Aunt Betty? It doesn't because she kicks all the puppies she fucking wants to. (laughs) She's a puppy fucking kicker. She's a puppy fucking kicker. So it doesn't work. But there are some people that I know every day I I, I run into people that I can tell they're actually trying to be a good person, even though it's not in their nature. And I give them credit for that. Okay. So if you're, if you're at a family dinner and you know someone's trying really, really hard, but they just can't quite get there, give them some credit. And that will help you get perspective on what's going on. So that's a lot better than what my next one was. <laughs> I'm a fucking Pollyanna, remember? Yours is a lot more existential than mine. Mine was like, wear loose pants. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It says dress for success. No matter what you wear, somebody's going to comment that you should have opted for something different. So you might as well go for something loose around the waist because only men of a certain age can get away with popping the buttons to their pants to make room for more. <laughs> <laughs> and all I can think of is Jeff Garland and the Goldbergs. <laughs> so yeah, mine's all, you're all, give people credit for trying to be good and mine's all wear loose pants. <laughs> <laughs> but yours is very pragmatic and that's good. Well, that's just who I am. <laughs> you're very pragmatic and that's good. It grounds me. It's true. I am pragmatic. That's how I roll. That's right. Oh my gosh. I love that though. Fucking wear loose pants. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, now I am like looking to see if there's anything more pragmatic on my list. And I'm not I have getting another there. one. Please do. Yes. <laughs> one of my other ones is like if you have a group of family people that are doing shit, like <laughs> go hang out with the kids <laughs> because you're going to have more fun hanging out with them. Although, honestly, I hate other people's kids. (laughs) (laughs) 
Except mine. Yours. Yours are fine. Like, <laughs> yours are fine. Mine are fine. There's a couple other people who I think their kids are okay. Um, my sister, my nephew, he's pretty cool. Um, but, like, other people's kids, for the most part, are dicks. <laughs> They're complete twits. I'm like, why are you such an asshole? Why aren't you, like, what are you whining about? Just eat the fucking cheese. <laughs> Be done with it. <laughs> Maybe they're whining at you because they're so pent up from not kicking puppies. Maybe. Maybe. Why don't you go kick that puppy over there? <laughs> so I think that puppy could take it. <laughs> or you guys could just, let's, I know what let's do. Let's have a cage match. <laughs> They'd be like, oh my God, Aunt Jill is the coolest one. She let us have a cage match. <laughs> Like put chicken wire around the monkey bars and just dump yes, it I would do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you cuss around kids, they think you're cool. If you cuss around grownups, they just think you're crass. They're like, oh, you need to stop doing that. I'm like, mm, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> That's a great thing. Okay, so here's something not on my list. When you're going along with chills, just hang out with the other kids and teach them shit their parents are going to hate you for. Yes, absolutely. Teach them all the shit. Like, let me, want me to show you how to blow shit up? <laughs> this is called an M80. <laughs> if you mix these two things together, this chemical reaction will blow shit up. Watch. I know. This is why Play-Doh is called carpet concrete. Oh, watch. You can grind it right in there. Everybody <laughs> step on this and dance. Let's dance. Everybody <laughs> want to dance? Put this on your feet. Let's dance. Oh, we've completely yes. devolved. <laughs> I would do that on it. I would do that at Aunt Betty's house. I'd like get all the kids around. Be like, let's dance. Here's yeah. some Play-Doh. Put it on your feet. Make sure you do it at people who deserve it, like your Aunt Betty's in your life. Absolutely, Aunt Betty. I would do that to her. That's right. If it's someone like my mom or her dad, yeah, you don't no, do that. wouldn't do that. No, but Aunt Betty's and grandma's and her mom, totally carpet totally. concrete all the way. Well, no, I wouldn't do it to my mom because I'd have to clean it up because she can't clean it up. Oh, yeah. So think about those who pick up after the ones who go balls out. But if Aunt Betty's the one that's got to pick it up, I would absolutely do it after her. Damn straight. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I feel like we probably saved some lives tonight, don't you think? I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially the Aunt Bettys of the world. But you know what? Again, just like with last week, a lot of people get really depressed around the holidays. So if you need to call a therapist or a doctor or something like that or get professional help, please seek that out because... We recognize that that's not actually a joking matter, and there are a lot of people out there who do need help, so do that. But if you want recipes, <laughs> they're going to be on our website. We're going to find a place to put those, so look for those on the website. And those will all be from Jill, because I'm a shit cook. She really is. She <laughs> actually really is, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that to be a dick. Like She actually is. Like It almost made me barf. I acknowledge that, and I own it. Yeah, but she anyway. can bake like a motherfucker. I can. So, yeah. Apple pie, yeah. baby. 
I make the yeah. best apple pie in the world. Absolutely. So hopefully we've also impacted your upcoming holiday in a positive way too. We want to thank you for listening to us every week. Feel free to binge it during the holidays if you need to. We've got a lot of episodes out there. So right on. Listen to what you need to listen to. Our website's alwaysneverwrite.com. You can see the topics for each episode along with what we're drinking. You can drink. There's a lot of drinks on there. You can just drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, disregard that. Disregard that article. It's fucking ridiculous. Drink all the cocktails you need for the holidays. Yeah, that thing about not drinking is silly. And and the only reason they say don't drink is because, like, other people drink and that's not good. And I'm like, that's dumb. That's just <laughs> dumb. So, anyhow, um, website, alwaysneverwrite.com. Check out the drinks. Check out the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. All that's on the Contact Us page. If there's something you ever want to hear us talk about or would like advice about for us or whatever, just hit that Contact Us page and message us. We're we're available. That's right. We are because we're Gen Xers like our audience or, you know, if you like listening to what Gen X is going through or can relate to it in any way, you know, if you relate to us because we're pretty fucking awesome. Listen to us. Let us know what you'd like to hear. We'll incorporate yeah, it. We'd be happy to incorporate that. Um, we can figure it out. Oh, so, heck yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't already subscribed, if you haven't already subscribed, <laughs> consider it. Just talk to your friends. Be like, hey, man, these girls are lit. You need to subscribe. They're awesome. Lit being drunk? Totally appropriate. And, you know, awesome. if, you, <laughs> if you have time yeah. to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we only do this <laughs> once a week, I swear. If you have a time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, we would so appreciate that. That'd be awesome. It's true. We would appreciate it a lot. It helps us grow. It helps us grow our audience and it would be really good. So this has been a peaceful holiday episode of always never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. And thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And we will talk again more next week. My dolls. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.